Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So I was in the shower. I was cleaning my ass and making all the shirts off the spark. Thank you. I'm not the funny one. I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. music, wine. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater of a magic Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back this week to By the By. You have Angela. And Bradford. And we are fresh off of holidays. Yay. Yeah. It's exciting. You'll hear all about it at some point. At some point. We did record a live (laughs) podcast and it went very well. It was delightful. Yeah. Mm. So we'll put that up at some point as well. Uh Let's see. What do we have coming up? We have not this Friday, but next Friday is... The next pendulum party. And it's so soon. I cannot believe that time went so fast. Literally right around the corner at our secret spot. So if you're in Sydney or coming to Sydney or, you know, just really feel like a big, big trip if you're far, far away, come get your tickets. Go to our secret spots website and grab your tickets. I will make sure there's a link on our webpage. I'm not sure if there is at the moment, but I'll make sure (laughs) there is. Yay. So looking forward to that. Uh, Then the only other thing I know that is coming up is the next one that we've got planned for sure, mm-hmm. uh, which is the Pendulum Party in February. That is February 17th, which is right before World Pride. Yep, yep. It's really exciting. It'll kind of kick things off and get us all in the mood and ready to celebrate World Pride here in Sydney, 2023. Yeah, very excited. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. Woo. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have? Do we have anything else? Um, December 3rd, it's not our event, but exclusively oh, RHP yes. has a Christmas party. I think tickets are already sold out. I think uh, there's a wait list. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Check it out because I think I got an email today about maybe some tickets or something. Maybe uh, it was a wait list. I don't know. I don't know. I got an email. I didn't read it. Yeah, because I was talking to Ray <laughs> and he was like, I think we have a wait list. We've already sold out. Well, that's exciting. It is. Yeah. But if you want to find out more about that and maybe get on the wait list, it's exclusively rhp.com and uh, you can... Oh, oh, no, no. Fresh in today. My email. Oh. I just opened it up. Three couples tickets and three singles oh. ladies tickets. Oh, the single ladies. Yeah. Or I'm sold out. <laughs> cool. Well, that's good. So, yeah. So, go to exclusively rhp's website and grab those tickets if you're interested in that. That's uh, Saturday, December 3rd. That's right. And we will be there. We will. Yes. So, be there or be somewhere else, but sad <laughs> that you're not there. Yes. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about on today's episode? We're going to talk about Sexpo. Talk about Sexpo. So, Sexpo came back after COVID. It did. It's been gone for a couple of years. It was. And there were some new people running it, so I hear. Yes. I don't actually follow these things, but that was what I heard through the grapevine. Is that there were some, uh, yeah, new folks running it. So I was like, all right, let's 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 go. Let's check it out. See how it is. 
And it is still coming up on November 25th through 27th in Melbourne. So it is also right around the corner. But yeah, we, um, so we went full disclosure. We were approached to interview the folks, uh, I guess the hosts of, of sex or MCs. And we did respond to them, but then never heard back from them. (laughs) So, so that didn't happen. So that didn't happen, which is fine. You know, whatever. So we bought our tickets and we went and uh, we're going to tell you what, well, what we thought about it. Yeah. So the first thing I will say is that I guess probably because it was in a smaller space, so it was a much smaller sexpo than some that we've been to before. It and felt smaller. Yes. I'm not sure it was in a smaller space. Uh, I think footprint wise it was because okay. do you remember the very first year that we went and it, it was, was in two locations, two buildings yeah. down at um, Moore Park or Horton Arena. Yeah, or the whatever. Horton Pavilion, mm-hmm. and then it was the space across from it. So there was one. That was the first time we went, and the yeah. s- I guess I'm thinking of maybe in Melbourne it felt bigger. Uh, yeah, and Radelaide it felt bigger. Yeah, but this was at the International Convention Center yeah. in Sunny Sydney. Yeah, it's sunny Sydney. Uh, <laughs> it IC- was sunny that day. The ICC down at uh, Darling Harbor. Yeah, it was there, um, which was I think an interesting choice. I mean, I guess transport wise, it's easy to get to. It right? is very easy to get to. Yeah. So that that's a good thing. Yeah. So the first thing that I noticed. So the tickets were grouped by time. Yes. So you had to buy a ticket for a specific time slot for arrival. And I assume that that's probably because of COVID procedures, just trying to maybe maintain like the number of people that are in the space at any given point and make sure that not everybody's coming at once because also it was a little bit, it felt smaller to me anyway. Um, But I think that's probably just a COVID thing. And so we bought our tickets for a specific time. Admittedly, we had friends that went at the same time, and they arrived right on time. <laughs> we arrived about fashionably a, late. Yeah, we were about an hour, hour ten minutes later. And when they got there, they said there were two hundred people in line in front of them, and so it took a little bit to get in. When we got there, I estimated there were still probably about eighty to ninety in front of us, and that was after an hour, you know, into that time slot. And there were only four people checking people in. And it, was, it wasn't just like a scan your ticket and go. It was scan your ticket. They put like a wristband on you. They gave you a, a lanyard. And then you would go in. But it, it was just that extra couple of steps. that It just seemed to kind of take a little extra time to get in. And I felt like there should have been probably double the number getting people in. But I guess if I mean, it really only took probably seven to ten minutes. So it wasn't yeah, that long. Yeah, it wasn't that long. Look, you had a problem with that right out the gate. Yeah, I didn't because it, it. Well, I was like an hour late. We shouldn't really. Like they should have had everybody through. Like it should. They should be moving well at that point. And it was moving all right. Yeah, but, it was. Yeah. It was one of those things that for me it just felt you know like we were trying to build the anticipation. Whether Maybe. that's uh, authentic anticipation or manufactured anticipation, it is that it made it feel like you're going into a ticketed event. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it wasn't, so, it wasn't the worst, but I still was kind of like, Ugh, really? <laughs> that didn't bug me. I will say one of the things that bugs me a lot is their website. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, orange background on with white text. And on your mobile device, it is extremely hard to read. Are, are you in dark mode? I am in regular old mode. I'm curious to see what it looks like on dark mode. So, look, I know that is a little thing for a lot of people, but it drives me mad. Oh, no, still the same. Their colors are orange and purple on the website. That's just weird. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, um, it grabs your attention, though, right? It does grab your yeah. attention. Yeah. And 
Uh, things, other things that I noticed that are interesting is their sponsors are Club X, Kittens, Honey Burdette, Men of Dreams, Four Seasons, and Arrows. Mm-hmm. There is two sponsors that I find surprisingly lacking. Mm-hmm. And those are Adult Matchmaker mm-hmm. and RHP. Neither of those are. so The adult dating sites. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that surprises me. And it was interesting because all of the emails that we got leading up to it were really pushing the the drag queen MCs, I don't know, hosts, something. Yes. I'll say MCs. It was really pushing them. It was pushing... Maxie Shield and Art Simone. Yeah, so it was pushing them. It was pushing a lot of the different acts and things that were going to be happening. And the way it was presented, and it wasn't explicitly said, but the way it was presented, it looked, and maybe it was the color scheme, maybe it was the words they used, but the email sounded like it was going to be a little more open, a little more queer-friendly, because Sexpo has typically been a little more vanilla, right? It's 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 targeted more to the vanillas. And so... I kind of was hoping that it would be a little edgier this year. And that's what's the impression I got from the emails, whether it was explicitly stated or just kind of implied. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And so we, we get there and we walk in and you get your lanyard, which again is a nice touch. I like the lanyard thing. Makes it feel again, a little more conventiony. And you walk in and I gotta be honest. I was immediately underwhelmed. <laughs> like I walk in and it was just like, honestly, I felt the, like it was like an air or mm-hmm. being let out of a balloon. I think I walked in and I was immediately deflated. It was upon first entrance, ex- exactly like every other sexpo we've ever been to. And look, full disclosure, I know that sexpo is targeted to the, single male cis white gendered 20 to 28 like that is their demographic right that mm-hmm. is who they're targeting walk in and first thing we are hit with is a line to faux taxi not fake taxi because right uh <laughs> where you could get in line and get in this taxi air quotes and get your picture taken with somebody topless yeah and i was like wow uh cool <laughs> that's i mean that's fine yeah. if that's what you want but i think part of the problem too is you know some of our friends who were going were all excited about the things they were going to buy and they were admittedly higher end things they wanted to take home some piece of love furniture or sex furniture they wanted a whole list of really nice stuff and their pockets were loaded yeah you know they had money to spend they were willing to spend it yeah and you get there and immediately, just like every other sexpo, there's the $10 shop, the $20 swag bag, the, yeah. the handcuff galore guy. Like, Yeah, and there's a market for that, sure. But like, I think, so there, there were two companies there or two people there who were doing kind of kink furniture. And so that was, but that's like very, like St. Andrew's crosses, spanking benches, like very kink specific furniture. Yes. And it was more kind of on display. This is, you know, we're here kind of thing. But there wasn't any, like, like you said, Bradford, there was no sex furniture. There were no chase lounges, wedges, none of the kind of the accoutrement that you would expect. There was a, 
There was a booth that had the waterproof blankets. So there was that, but nothing as far as like actual sex furniture goes, which is like you said, it's kind of a missing market because I feel like Sexpo is targeted to those who just want to come in and spend a little bit of money, but not actually really buy nice things. Yeah, And we saw that elsewhere there in that not only were there not any nice furniture places, but there were some booths with some nice toys, like decently expensive toys, like your, you know, the brands that you would expect to be there. Uh, but there were also the $10 or $20 ones. And even one of the guys we were with as we were walking by, he's like, if it costs $10, I don't want to put it in my body. Yeah. And I, th- I think that is one of those, it's such a frustrating thing. And uh, I don't know. So before, like, I guess let's, let's talk about, we walk in and there is a, First booth that we come across is uh, basically uh, after the faux taxi is a drag queen who is marrying people. Yeah. And uh, many of our friends did that. And that was cute. It's a it's basically a 30 second wedding ceremony. You get a certificate and a picture with the drag queen. And it and it's, you know, your typical snarky drag queen yeah. wedding, right? Uh, yeah. I, I really liked that. And that I, was fun. I will yeah. say after being underwhelmed, I saw that and I was like, OK, this might be fun. Yeah, and I expected that level of excitement to continue throughout. Or that level of quirkiness, yeah. that level of, uh, I'm not even sure the word I'm looking for, really. But I think that set the tone for me because that was very early on. So yeah. I think I saw that and I was like, okay, this is this is good. Like, we, we're going to yeah. do this. We could be a little subversive. Yeah. Maybe this is going to be more queer. So, spoiler alert, uh, we keep <laughs> walking along and the... Next thing that I remember seeing that was of any interest was a gin booth. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess I, I get frustrated when I come to things like this. And admittedly, we've never been to anything that was sort of a sex convention in any other location other than Australia. Right, not so, out, not outside of Australia. Right, we've been to yeah. multiple sexpos here in Sydney, Melbourne, and Adelaide, and. We've never been to one in Vegas, and I'd no, love to go to yeah. one of the adult entertainment uh, ex- expos in Vegas. So maybe we should do that. Yeah. But like, I think that when I go to a sexpo and past the drag queen, the first thing that interests me is a booth that has gin. <laughs> That's a really bad sign. I mean, arguably, the it was good. It was great, Jen. Oh my <laughs> it was, god, it was great. It gin. was yummy. We have a bottle now. So, we do. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, they did their job. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so that was Mobius. Uh, they had some really nice gins. Of course, you couldn't buy it there because of licensing laws. Mm-hmm. But you could taste it there and then order it or go to their distillery, which was literally just around the corner from where we live. And I will say they have an apple pie liqueur that is, like, it's dessert. You just, just drink that. It tastes like apple pie. I love it. Magic. Yeah. She's my apple pie. Uh, <laughs> so that was really nice. They had in the center, basically, if you looking down from the ceiling, in the center of the of the ICC was all of the booths and all the little shops. And then all the way around the perimeter were either performance spaces or runways or events or something like that. Mm-hmm. So as we walked up, there were two two sections that were performers so uh like lap dancing performers Mm -hmm. one was generally ladies one was generally men i think i do think that they would have allowed men to go in 
to the men's lap dances, but I didn't actually ask if the men could get a lap dance because they were $50 for a lap dance from a dude. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're great looking guys, but $50? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you might be overvaluing yourself <laughs> yeah, just that, a little. You're not that good. <laughs> yeah. Like $50 for a three minute song. Huh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's good value, Bradford. Cool story, bro. <laughs> it, it's called inflation. I, I, he better be inflated. <laughs> uh, the other thing I will say about the performance spaces is that, and one of them they had a, I would call it a male review. So they had the, you know, guys up there doing the yes. dancey strippy thing, whatever. Yeah. And of course, what do they do? They bring a couple of little skinny girls up on stage. It's like, come on, you can at least mix it up and like do something that's not stereotypical. What do we expect? Show some kind of inclusion and have somebody different. I mean, there's, you've got a whole audience to pick from. And so I was a little disappointed that there was not a little more inclusion with that. It was like, you're, you're doing exactly, exactly what we expect, what everybody expects. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I, and again, we, we understand that, you know, the queer community is a small community. We mm-hmm. understand that. But if you're not going to, you know, at least making an effort and arguably we didn't watch them for long because, because, you know, we're bored. Yeah, it was kind of like, this is exactly what I, you, oh, good. Look, it's Magic Mike. Yeah, you didn't keep my attention. It, yeah. There was nothing that was really like, ooh, I want to stay and like watch this. Yeah. So walking on, the next thing I remember is we stopped and looked at some uh, some, some swimwear. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. So it was a booth of swimwear. It's it's The brand is Micro Minimus, and uh, it's, it's kind of along the Wicked Weasel line. Yeah. It's a very minimal clothing mesh types things as well and i ended up getting a swimsuit for that for our trip to escape to the tropics because one of the themes was like sexy pool party yeah i don't really have any sexy swimwear (laughs) and what i ended up getting i also thought oh i can and i can also wear that to the club just over lingerie so it can kind of be a second layer on top of some lingerie so for me it was a bit dual purpose and it was reasonably priced it wasn't like you know ten (laughs) dollars like some of the other booths and i think that hurt them yeah. Because they, it is decent price. I think it was like a hundred bucks for swimsuit, whatever that I ended up getting, and or maybe just over or something I like that. I think it was just over a hundred bucks because like what you got was three or four pieces. And yeah, I think it ended up being one forty, one fifty for all of it together. Okay, well, because then there was another. Oh, you did buy another dress though. I did get a overdress kind of thing as well, a mesh overdress. Anyway. Uh, but it was for good quality stuff and stuff that I'm going to wear multiple times. It's totally worth it, right? To me. And I did hear as I was trying it on and I was in the little dressing corner thing, I did hear the lady talking to some folks. And of course, you hear the people that are like, how much is this? Because there weren't prices on the items. So you had to ask. Yeah. And somebody asked, how much is this? She told him the price. I think it was like 112 something. I don't know. It was just over 100. And the person was like, oh, well, I can just go to another booth and get something cheap. And she's like, fine, go do it. You know, but so I think it kind of hurt them and that there were so many cheap items and so many cheap stalls that something that's actually of good value and expensive, yes, but not really that expensive. They were having a hard time, I feel like, really. I don't know how they ended up at the end of the day, but it felt like they were getting a lot of pushback from people on price. And I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were. But I think like, again, it goes back to when you walk in. It didn't feel expensive. No. When we first walked into the venue, it didn't feel, it felt like it was going to be cheap. Every, did, I was like, this it, is going to be cheap. It didn't feel lush. Yeah. And so I don't blame the micro minimus people who actually, oh, no. actually had a very good product. It was very, 
their booth was a bit crowded with people because mm. at any given time in a three by three meter booth, maybe four by four meter booth. I don't think it, I don't think it was that big. I don't uh, know. They had four people. And so you would walk in to try to look at their stuff and like their own people were getting in your way. And I'm going to feel like I'm, I'm ragging on everybody. I'm just mm-hmm. to warn anybody who's listening to the podcast uh, because I kind of am. But when you have four people in your booth, that's too many people. That's not inviting people to come in. Well, that's, and this is from a, a booth that we actually purchased something from. Yeah. And I, I was going to say, I think I don't remember at that point because I do remember it being a bit crowded. And also, it was like one of the first things we saw. So I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. L- let's keep walking. We're going to come back. And we did. And we did. We ended up circling back around. And at that point, there were two people working in the booth, but there were still a lot of people milling around and looking and yeah. asking and touching and whatever. And either they were friends of the people or something because there was a shirtless dude and then some random oh, maybe, lady yeah. that was in there. And I felt like they were sort of like maybe they're meant to be pulling people in yeah, or maybe. whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, my other th- problem I had with the booth was the I basically was like, OK, there's way too many people in this booth and I'm not really adding anything. So I'm going to go out and stand and wait. Mm-hmm. So I stood on the other side of the aisle which was at that point just a fence to a performance space. And the lady who was in charge of the booth ended up coming out and saying, just so you know, this is how much clothes she has that she's trying on that she's interested in. Like a dollar amount. Like a dollar amount. And I looked at her and I went, I don't fucking care. And she was (laughs) like, well, I don't know who runs the money. And I was thinking, like, why don't you ask the person who has like, I hate that already. Yeah. Like, right, you're... And, and I will... So I'll give... And that's fine. I, yeah. I, I, I was going to say, I'll give her two pieces of... Or, or two little nuggets for benefit of the doubt is that the person who was helping me at the time did say she's the designer. She's not the normal salesperson. Fine. And so she may not be used to that. Also, like, from what I heard in the dressing room, I felt like she was getting so much pushback on price. But again, I still agree with you that she yeah. should have said like, something to cool. me about let's, it. Cool, let's... Once again, she, she, as a designer, is bowing to the patriarchy. Also, though, she did she did tell me how much it was at one point. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, I, and maybe it was because I shrugged my shoulders, but I was just like, sure, fine, whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Just if you don't want people to sell yourself short, yeah. sell your product short, which clearly you don't because yeah. it's been happening a lot. Don't do the whole like, oh, well, the man's going to pay. Yeah, yeah. That's Also, we just as a little tangent here, we got that a f- number of times when we were up in Port Douglas or in Queensland right? on our holiday. So many times they would go up to Bradford and be like, oh, are you buying this for her? Like or whatever. jewelry. Jewelry or whatever. I was like, no, she has her own fucking money. She's <laughs> buying it. Bitch makes more than me. Come on. <laughs> she should be buying me something shiny. <laughs> and she's not. Yeah, so I think that like we've had that a lot lately, and it's just it's starting s- to rub me the yeah. wrong way. Yeah, <laughs> like, I I may be a little bitter, I may be a little pissed off, but like seriously, let's start treating ladies as equals. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> agreed. agreed. Or assume that they might be making more than the the goofball that is walking around with them, because <laughs> that would be nice too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe you just look like a sugar daddy. Maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Do wear a lot of pinky rings. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so, sorry like, that was that was funny. Random tangent. Yeah. <laughs> random tangent. Um, okay. Okay. So anyway, the product that they had was fantastic. Mm. It looked amazing on you. When I got you a lot wore of compliments in, in Port Douglas. You got a lot of compliments. Great quality. Yeah. Just it. It the the rock needs a little more polishing. Yeah, and and it, but, but so the and product the, is fucking phenomenal. So while we're talking about price points and things like that in the whatever sex book. I will say as well that we heard that the, one of the other booths that has an expensive item as well, that they typically do well at other 
Yes. So let's talk about them for a second. Do we want to call them out? Yeah, because they're the lipstick people. Yep, they're the lipstick people. Because you purchased their product. A couple sex bows ago, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So it's Lip Sense, and it's basically this like stay on lipstick. And I remember we talked about it on the podcast because the lady who sold it to me said it's blowjob proof. And I looked at her and said, oh, well, you're not doing it right then because no lipstick is blowjob proof if you're doing it right. But anyway, so their lipstick is expensive. And I I saw that they were, whenever we would go around and walk around, I could see that they were struggling to sell stuff. You'd get people that were interested in it, but it's a, it is expensive. And so they were having trouble getting, from what I could see, they, it looked like they were getting people interested, but not necessarily wanting to buy. Because it's easy to get interested in something yeah. like that. And so, again, that goes back to the fact that you have a good product and you have something that's a bit more expensive, but people are expecting it to be $10, $20, yeah. something really cheap. And it's not. I think it's like 60 bucks or something, whatever. I think it is, yeah. yeah. 70 70 for a three-pack, though, is that it's, I think it's, Yeah, and one of them's like a top thing. I don't know, whatever. I don't exactly remember all the details, but something like yeah, that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and so, again, they were having trouble with that. And I feel like if they're going to have the cheap, cheap stuff at Sexpo, which, sure, fine, have it for the people who come in and just want to, like, have a little like um, um Ooh, i bought something at sexpo <laughs> yeah or something like a, a break from reality and normality or if you and got something like, like a ten dollar twenty dollar bag like the cheap cheap shit like it is give it to your ex yeah let yeah. them put something bad inside them <laughs> yeah uh but i feel like what they could have done better was to have like the cheap side and then the more expensive lush and side. that's what or at least have one aisle or one section that's like lush row or right. make it Make it clear that this is and nice shit. Honey Burdett was one of the, was one of, this is something that I think is interesting. Honey Burdett was one of the sponsors. I didn't see a Honey Burdett mm-hmm. booth. They ain't doing that cheap shit. No. Like, but if they had a separate, either two different sides or a separate space, maybe different color lighting, maybe different textures involved, like something like that to really let you know that this is a higher end space. Yeah. So when you go into that space, you expect something a little more, a little better. Like, I feel like that design it could have been set up a lot better. Yeah. Um, one of the other you were talking about as we walked in, like some of the things that we noticed that seemed out of place, like, you know, the distilling company, even though we really liked apple pie. We did really like you. <laughs> uh, but one of the other things that really, really seemed out of place to me, there was a sexy snacks stall. And it hey, had, they did have Reese cups. Hey, they had Lucky Charms. <laughs> and, Lucky Charms. And M&M's. And I'm like, how the fuck are these sexy snacks? I don't understand. I mean, and also, look, come on, guys. Marketing, marketing, marketing. Lucky Charms. Like, just put a want to get Lucky Charms in mm. front of it. Or M&M's. Melt in your mouth, not in your pants. <laughs> Maybe you need to do sexpo marketing. <laughs> or, well, at or least for them. stall marketing. <laughs> sexpo stall marketing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was, I was kind of really confused by looking why are you here it was basically like your 7-eleven snack thing it but was at sexpo and i was a little confused by like, that i'm gonna be honest breakfast cereal things that like list of things that you're not gonna buy at sexpo yeah. and if we're gonna do the old johnny carson thing and talk about stuff that we saw at sexpo that you're not gonna buy at sexpo it's mattresses uh, Lucky- i did not see any mattresses this year or what were the, all the people laying down oh they were getting dumb massages yeah <laughs> fine like, don't you don't fucking though the people were doing it what is wrong with you people why do you go to a sexpo convention and get do you know how cheap massages are in sydney like just go somewhere else right like <laughs> i don't know i don't know what they were charging so i can't i don't know what they were charging but it, i guarantee it wasn't worth it, it uh, yeah anyway uh, i will i will 
hey, hey, let's give Sexpo credit. Sure. There were only two paintball booths, not five. I know, right? Hey, the Sexpo has gotten better over the years. But the that new also, management. Woo! I'll drink to you, baby. That also tells me it was smaller because there was only room for two paintball booths. It's true. <laughs> but again, paintball. Paintball at Sexpo. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but clearly they're making money because, I mean, they wouldn't have the stall if they weren't, right? I mean... I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah. So then we kind of wandered on around and, and there were some ones with, like I said, some nice toys and some things like that. Um, I think there was a corset shop somewhere along the way. You know, the, all the things that you would expect to be there. Hope to be there. And then we turned a corner and we saw our friends at Curious Humans. Yay. And honestly, that was one of the better booths. Every time we went up, it was covered up with people. And they were really working hard to draw people in, to show them the game, explain it to them. We played around with our friends and a couple of randos that were there as well. Hello, randos, if you're listening. Hello, you're randos. Probably, you're probably not, but you know, you never know. Uh, but we, so they would do like a quick round with you kind of thing and show you how the game was. And they would really, they were working hard to get people interested. And that was something I didn't see at many other booths. No. Other than the occasional call out to try and get you in. But to also try and keep you engaged. And also they have a good product. I mean, you, everybody knows we love them. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and along that line, if you are uh, interested and want your own game of Curious Humans, go to CuriousHumansGame.com and use checkout code by the by. That's right. B-Y-T-H-E-B-I. And you will get 10% off your game. Uh, it's a great fucking game. So go check them out. They've got new stuff coming out very soon. He... If you haven't listened to it already, last week we played a couple of rounds with him, or the last couple of weeks. I don't know when this is going to air. Uh, we played a couple of rounds with him, and the new game is fucking brilliant. So, CuriousHumansGame.com. Check out code, by the by. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> so, we also saw, I'm trying to think of some of the other things that we saw that were of interest uh well one of the things we did see of interest was they had a performance space over mm. around one of the sides opposite of where the correct um you know dancers and things were uh so there was a performance space over there and miss penelope dreadful got up on stage and she yeah. did a nice lovely little scene with like a flogging demonstration yeah yeah she had a willing participant which was yeah. lovely that was brilliant that was one of the highlights for me of the whole thing mm. so for two reasons one Penny Dreadful is fucking amazing. And if you don't know who she is, look her up. She's on Instagram and uh, I think on Facebook everywhere that, that she should be. But she is a pro dom, very talented pro dom who's worked all over the world, UK, US, Europe, yeah. um, and of course in Australia. But she is our own homegrown, amazing She's so delightful. Her attitude, how much she enjoys it, like it really comes through. Yeah, and if you go into our back catalog, we've interviewed her at some point. We were lucky enough to chat, sit down and chat with her, and honestly, lucky enough to call her a friend. So it was great to see her, period, but she brings this enthusiastic glee to pro-doming. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us think that doms are meant to be this serious and stern the <laughs> whole time, but the whole time she's doing it, she's making you feel the way you want to feel, but then giggling like a mad goofball. And like, she's got just, she radiates joy. And uh, she's enjoying it just as much, right? Yeah. yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. So that was great. It was a great scene to see. But then also we got to see some of the stuff that had been made by one of the other booths. Yeah. Some of the furniture that was made. 
So like I mentioned earlier, there were two kink furniture companies that were there this year. There were two sponsors for the BDSM equipment, and they had their stuff on show, which was really good to see. So there was Bound Customs and Ring Dragon. And I think the spanking bench that she was using in particular was from Ring Dragon. Uh, but we got both of their cards, so we're going to check them out because there's a few things we might want for our apartment. Yes. Uh, so that's really exciting. But it was actually really good to see the the furniture in use because I know when we'd asked about it, they said, oh, yeah, it's in the kink corner. Go over there, take a look at it. Yeah. And so we we did, but it was, again, good to see it in use and especially like size-wise and whatnot. Like, okay, how practical is yeah, that? Yeah, will this fit in the apartment? Where yeah. would we put it? What can we do with it if we're not and also someone the gentleman of, down to it? <laughs> also <laughs> someone of a certain size, how do they yeah. fit on it kind yeah. of thing? Because it wasn't. Because it was in that space, you couldn't really try it out, right? And I, I'm sure yeah. if you ask, you probably can later kind of thing. But um, but it was good to see it in use. So that was really lovely to see. And it yeah. was good to see Miss Penny Dreadful doing her thing because she's just so delightful to watch. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so that was that honestly was one of the highlights mm-hmm. for me of the whole experience. And honestly, we did not check the schedule before we went. No. So we went into it and we're just wandering around and we saw, what, like, I think it was 30 minutes before we saw that yeah. she was up. It was like, oh, yes. Okay, yep. we're coming back. Yeah. This is, yeah. We're staying for this. Yeah, yeah. it's very true. Uh, we did get to see one of the big performances on the main stage, mm-hmm. which I gotta say, that main stage, pretty awesome. That for For the space to know that they put this rigging up it was nice, big fire pots and like dancers and yada, yada, yada. It was really a great yeah. stage. They used the stage well. They used the stage well, giant uh, screen, jumbotron kind of thing in the back behind them so that you could see up close. That was great. Um, I mean, the performance was kind of generic, but the whole setup was quite amazing. Mm-hmm. And people were enthralled and they were getting people to be interested. So that, I got to say, for the... For what it was meant to do, it did very well. Yeah. And it looked posh, it looked lush, and it was nice to see how expensive those tickets were that at least something was coming of it. Yeah. Over the $10 swag bag booths. <laughs> so one of the other booths that we passed by as well uh, caught our attention. It is, I don't, I'm probably going to horribly mispronounce this. I don't know. Yes. I would call it Atomo. I think it was Atomo. Okay. Diagnostics. Yes. And it's an HIV self-test. So kind of like how you do your COVID self-test, except this requires a prick of blood yep. rather than like a swab. It's an HIV self-test that you can do at home. So you can order it either online. They do have them in some pharmacies here in Australia. It is a TGA approved HIV home self-test. Yeah, And it's supposed to detect HIV after three months of exposure. Mm-hmm. And so they said realistically it might be less or whatever, but that's what TGA approved for. So it is actually really interesting to see things like this coming out. And I will say that's one good thing that's come from COVID is some of these self-tests getting through TGA approval and whatnot a little bit easier because it allows people who maybe are either in more remote areas or who are more shy, don't want to go to their family doctor, depending on lifestyle and whatnot. And it allows you to at least give, get a, a brief check-in time at that moment. And so, and obviously, if you test positive on the test, you're supposed to go to your doctor, blah, 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 all that follow-up stuff. But it's just, let's make this accessible. Let's make yeah. it easy to people. And that helps stop the spread. And, and it at least makes you aware and thinking about it as well. Yeah, and that was, they were lovely to talk to, really informative, very smart, mm. and just kind of discussed the testing process with both of us, since that's what we kind of do. Mm. Uh, they chatted uh, they chatted with us about some of the science behind it. It is. It looks exactly like a COVID test. It's a looks yeah. like a little Eliza, 
And it's um, yeah, just and using it's, blood rather than uh, saliva. Yeah, it's just a, a drop of blood, 15 minutes, and test at home. So it's, it's really easy, yeah. So stay tuned. In the future, we are reaching out to the nice folks at Otomo because they are Australia, Sydney-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to try to get with them on the podcast so they can talk about their science uh, and their, uh, their kit. And I know that I asked them about the U.S. Is it already available? It's going through FDA approval currently because they have TGA approval. It's kind of it's on the fast track. So I think they were hoping for 2023 mm. uh, and availability. I, I also did think it was good they were giving out condoms because yeah. you know safety, safety, safety. <laughs> Which actually I didn't really see any. Uh, maybe I, I mean we didn't visit every booth, right? But I didn't really see anybody else giving out condoms, which is kind of a common thing that I would have expected. Yeah, but it's, it's common and cheap, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Or, or at least relatively. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually look at their condom. No, so they're just a classic naked. Yeah. I was wondering if it was going to be branded, but oh, it wasn't. Right, yeah. So, yeah, and you're right. I didn't see a lot of condoms. Um, I saw a lot of folks, there was a row called Tattoo Row, which, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're going to get a tattoo at a convention, I mean, <laughs> some of us have done that. Um, there's also a tattoo convention Me, in Sydney. I did it. <laughs> yes, but right, there's a tattoo convention. So, but there were people there, people yeah. talking, yeah. and like, that's not, I don't have a problem with that. It do, still but, doesn't seem appropriate at Sexpo. Were like, they were they actually doing the tattoos there? Yeah. Or was it just a, hey, yeah, come. Yeah, I think there was somebody doing glory hole tattoos. Oh. Where you stick your arm in the hole and they give you something. A surprise tattoo? A surprise tattoo. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'm pretty sure there was somebody doing that. I'm, I'm, in fact, I say that with almost absolute certainty. I just don't trust people enough for that. <laughs> well, you don't like permanency, Angela. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, like, I actually have seriously considered doing that. Mm. But just for the story. Mm. But we'll see. Maybe someday. <laughs> um, I guess a lot of what's going to... We'll, we'll get to why all of these non-sex-oriented things really bug me but let's talk more about some of the people that we spoke to that we did like okay so there was one that we talked to that was deep sexy play deep it is a podcast and we talked to them they were very lovely um admittedly i need to get through and listen to some of theirs because i haven't really done that yet but they were very lovely to talk to and seemed like there were similar interests so it's something that i actually will check out uh probably I have a lot of travel upcoming, so I'll probably download a few and listen on the plane. I love it. Uh, yes, they were the folks associated with Club 687. So Club 687 was news to both of us. Yeah. It is a space, and I love this, discover, play, explore, where adults come to play. It was, it's a space in Newcastle, hmm. up in just north of Sydney by a few hours. So all you Newcastle folks, we're going to come up one day and yeah. check this place out. It's uh, They were listed as swingers parties, kink parties, bucks and hen parties, tantric events, sexuality workshops. It's a dungeon room for hire, both for professional and general public, room for hire for general public, and then room for hire for sex and sexuality practitioners. Yeah. It, it, uh, they were telling us about it and how in the before four time, like way in the past, that uh, soldiers would get off ships, and I'm assuming they're probably American soldiers, and they would drop down into these little tunnels, cross the street, and pop up in this location, and it was a brothel. And so now, since then, uh, it's become a historical site. So it is still not, I mean, not a brothel, but it's they can't make changes to it, and it's this sex play space. Mm-hmm. And just that, that sounds 
Awesome. Yeah, I'm really curious. We'll have to go up at some point and check it out and, and see what the space is like. Because uh, it sounds really, really interesting. And it, it sounds like you can do a lot of different things there, too. Yeah. They were super nice folks. Yeah. And uh, if there's enough interest, we'd love to host something up there, uh, mm-hmm. like a meet and mingle, a meet and greet, or maybe even a, I don't know, maybe we could do like a remote pendulum party. Yeah. So we can swing out that way. Start start branching out. Start branching yeah. out. Yeah. Newcastle, baby. First stop, Newcastle. Next stop, the world. <laughs> yeah, they were really lovely to talk to. So, I, And it sounds like a great venue. It Their brochure looks really good. Um, I mean, they did all their good marketing things. So it's definitely something that I would like to go and check out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, if you're up in Newcastle, check them out, Club 687. And let us know what you think. Yeah. And we'll get up there one day. Promises. <laughs> I mean, it might be January 2023, It'll, but we'll get up there. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. First, second quarter. Yeah, yeah. Q1, Q2 of 2023. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. It's we'll fine. get there. It's fine. Is there anything else you want to talk about that the booths and specifically? So we did see Christian Hull. If you don't watch him on uh, Facebook and Instagram, the man is fucking hilarious. He has some wonderful fuck you uh, merchandise. Uh, he doesn't know us. We, I saw him. I met his dad, but we didn't actually speak. But if you're a yeah. Christian Hull fan, he's so funny. Such a funny, funny guy. So we did see him. He had yeah. a booth there, which again, probably for me, was the second or third highlight after mm. Curious Humans. Yeah. Um, then there was a really nice booth that had a lot of uh, locally made, handmade uh, implements for pain mm-hmm. and destruction. Uh, my only issue with them was it felt a little more like show and not use. Like they were very awesome things to have hanging on your wall. But very rarely do I think you would actually ever implement them yeah. because they were really heavy. They were really weighty. Um, yeah, they seem to be just that extra bit more that I'm like, mm. if somebody's breaking in, I'm going to use it. But <laughs> like even the gentleman, I'm like, mm, I don't want to bust up my yeah. toys. But again, it could be that they're showing the extreme and then you can negotiate like what's made in between. Fair enough. But again, yeah, to get people in pulled in yeah. it, it it grabbed your interest right oh, absolutely. and it got you up there talking and got to me them, talking to so. them great quality stuff really yeah. interesting stuff yeah interesting for yeah, sure liked them and then I, I think that for me is probably of course joe was there jo yeah. the lube company and they doing were the of course, doing the thing. ice cream thing and look i know that's kitsch as hell but i love it that's a smart way to sell flavored lube and they've got pretty good products so like i'm okay with that uh, some high-end stuff, WeVibe. Uh, there was a booth that was selling both WeVibe and uh, some, oh, what's the, like the Womanizer, which has the absolutely worst name, sex toys. There was uh, there was a few, uh, again, of the higher-end sort of, uh, somebody had a sex doll. Or if you've listened to our previous uh, podcast with Curious Humans, creator Tyler, he talked about dealing with that because yeah. it was in the booth across from them. We Look, I looked at it, but... My, it's it's something that I find fascinating. And for the right price, would I buy a sex doll? Absolutely. Um, but more likely to hide in the closet and scare mm-hmm. the gentleman because I can just see him like, hey, buddy, will you get my, my, <laughs> that coat out of the closet? And then like this giant doll jumps out at uh-huh. him and just, I would paint it like a clown, like the clown from it. Uh, yeah, you'd have to have a clown face on it. Just to fuck with yeah, him. It's, yeah. But like that's a good reason to buy a sex doll. Because they're like, fuck it. No, I don't want to. Yeah, but <laughs> if you don't fuck it, Angela won't hit you. Oh, my God. It would be great. <laughs> so, 
Anyway, <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> Creating a whole scene here. It's, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry fine. about it. <laughs> so let's talk about the, I'm going to say the elephant in the room, or more importantly, the rainbow that wasn't. Yeah, I was really disappointed that there wasn't more representation. And again, I get I get that Sexpo itself as a convention, as a, I don't know, I guess you call it a convention. I don't know yeah, what I mean, it's like it. an expo. It's a expo, sex sure, exposition, right? Sure. So, so as an expo, I can very much understand that they're targeting the vanilla audience. They're targeting people who don't get exposed to a lot of things in the sexual realm very often. And again, you're talking about just just much more vanilla and i understand that but i was hoping that given the change in management and given the excitement in the emails the variety in the emails and again it was implied not explicitly stated they do have the drag queens as mcs i feel like that should kind of pull in a bit more maybe they were trying to pull in a bit more of the queer community but if you don't have booths if you don't have shows related to that if you don't really give us something that excites us then What's going to keep us there? And what's going to keep us coming back? What's going to make us say next year, I want to do this? Also, the other big, big, big thing I think that was missing was community groups. That's what, that is the thing that I was, I was nearly infuriated that they didn't exist. They did not have any booths for community groups. I'm going to guess that was purely on a price point thing. And maybe there should be a tiered pricing or different levels of pricing for, say, community groups, nonprofits, et cetera, versus an actual store. I don't know how to work this on a, like a business side, but at the same time, I feel like that was really missing because in other previous expos, we've seen community groups represented and different things that were actually helping those within the community. Yeah. And I was very disappointed that I did not see any of that. This like there, now, there was one swap booth, but yes. it was very much targeted to testing for the community. And on that, the way their marketing was, they it was very clear, this is for sex workers. But I, I don't know, admittedly, we didn't walk up and ask, because we, well, we know that group. Also, but, the lady looked very disinterested. Yeah. So I was like, all right, you're not trying to pull people in. Yeah, and it was just like, this is for sex workers. This is for sex workers. I was like, all right, well then, if I'm not a sex worker, I probably shouldn't talk to you. And that, yeah, maybe that was the other thing too. It didn't look inviting, right? Right. Yeah. So, like... There are so many amazing communities. Like one of the things I love about Fair Day is and we've talked about Fair Day in the past. It is probably I like Fair Day more than the Mardi Gras parade. Mm. Like because there are groups there, and yes, of course you've got the you don't. I tell you who you don't have is the fucking paintball people. <laughs> but you do have like travel agents, but they're travel agents that focus on queer travel. Yeah. You'll have the a couple of the cruise lines were there last year. Yeah. And again, they're focusing on the queer travel. The, the Pride weekends yeah. and things like that. And yeah. like bring somebody, like bring them in, encourage them. There are, there are swinger, there are sex, there's education mm-hmm. cruises. But like. And, and maybe if you're trying to build that corner of the market, which maybe they're not, I don't know. But if you're trying to tap into that, again, have different price points for the booths. Because yes. I'm going to guess either they weren't approached, weren't marketed to. So they weren't even like, I can be part of this, or it was a price point, I can't afford this. And that's where I feel like Sexpo, you know, it, the long and short of it is, and, and I'll say there were, the, the there's a there's an artist here in Australia who is basically, she's very much pro-body, and what she does is she takes very close-up macro pictures of vaginas. 
and they're beautiful. They're stunning. She was there, mm-hmm. but like, I don't want to be that guy, but not all of us men like our penises either. So <laughs> maybe there should be somebody who is like, oh, well, you know, I take pictures of all the different types of penises. And I also hate to compliment previous expos because fuck, but like at least there were walls of penises and, and yeah. vaginas yeah. that or penises and vulvas that were very clearly like, like different. Yeah. Like yeah. let's encourage that. Let's show the variety. I found, I found and I find that things like Sexpo, I just go in and I leave and I feel dirty, right? I've just given you whatever it was, 40, 60 bucks for each of us to wander around and talk to gin companies and fucking paintball companies. But I didn't see anybody who I thought could really make a difference in sex, sexuality, or in, and then I say that flatly for anybody. Hmm. I, I think that the point of, it's very clear to me that the point of Sexpo, sadly, is money. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that. That's very clear. And I get it. Like yeah. I look at Fairday and yeah, they're it's very clear. They want money. But at the same time, they want community. Mm. Sexpo has a lot to learn if they want to be permanent. Fairday has been going on for a long time. So it's interesting that you talk about community because then the question is, okay, so what is the community that Sexpo could build? And there isn't. No, because, there is. But no, not the way it currently, not no, in its not current form. No, the way form. it is. Oh, no, in its current no. form, there isn't. No. In, its, in its current form, it is. You have a bunch of people in drinking gin, shooting each other with paintball, but wearing <laughs> really nice uh, bathers. Yeah. But you're not, they're not building any kind of community. They're not even building a vanilla community. They're not building right. anything, right? There was nothing that pulled people yeah. together. Yeah. There was, you know, and they, they do that like, this is, we're going to show you something and educate you. But their education, like, and we know some of the people that did education. And I do want, do not want to talk badly about them. No, no, because they're good. Yeah. Because they're good yeah. people and they do good work. Yeah. But like, even Penny's demonstration, it was a demonstration. It wasn't about really education because that's not the forum for it you can't have honest and we've done that we've done talks at previous expos and arguably i'm going to say that this one was the exact same you can't do education when also in the background you have next to the stage is cinnamon like that's not how you educate it it is distracting yeah there's because, no way to hear them. No, because it is all one big open space. And of course, sound travels all across. And and so unless you're going to have it in an actual space where people can focus, people aren't focusing. And they yeah. weren't. I mean, you look around and people are looking everywhere. People, there were some people coming and going, but they're, it's like, okay, watch for a second, look away. They're not really focusing. Yeah. And, and it's hard to get yeah. anything out of that stuff. Yeah. And so if you want people to go home with a takeaway, that's like, do this with your partner or learn this about yourself. This, that's not the space for it. No. So sadly, like, this expo is honestly no different than any of the previous expos we went to. It no, is for, I was hoping for more. I honestly was hoping for a bit more variety, just something that was a bit more exciting and, and just really kind of grabbed me. And, yeah. and I really, there, there, other than the, like the handful of booths that were actually pretty decent, I didn't feel that from the, the event as a whole. And I'm going to say that the booths this time were less enthralling or interesting than previous sexpos. Mm-hmm. So I know in previous sexpos, we have spent money and this sexpo, 
we while we did spend some money, mm-hmm. we did not spend nearly what we have spent at previous expos. Yeah. yeah. And I look at future purchases, right? I know at previous expos, we met people like Trevor from Furniture Seductions, mm-hmm. who then made our bed. Yeah. They, so we spent a a not insignificant amount from meeting them at Sexpo. Right. I met no one that enthralled me like them. I had no met no one that had products. I may have liked a cross that was there, but yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> are we going to actually do something with that realistically? Don't know. No, I feel like we we're probably going to shop around. Yeah. You know, and that and that's a problem cuz we saw the bed, we said we want the bed, we started the conversation right there. Yeah. So, yeah. even for the vendors, I don't think it's worth it. If I was a vendor, if I were to do Sexpo, which I know this is one of those kind of speculations because I'm not ever going to do a Sexpo, he says, <laughs> five years later. Uh, but if I was going to do it, I w- I'm fine having this some of the bullshit stuff. The $10 and $20, sure. Yeah, I understand. Sure. Get people in. But have a section that is the lush section, the Fifth Avenue of sex. And, again, like, and call it that, right? So this is where the good shit is. If you, want, if you came here for good quality stuff – this is where you go. And and have it be a corner, have it be an aisle, whatever, yeah. but make it feel lush. Make it feel lush. Make yeah. the booths a little different. Even if it's changing the color, yeah. I don't care. Even if it's putting like little tables in the aisleway, I don't care. Make it feel different. Then also have the community center. Or widening the aisleway between them. I realize oh, space yeah. is money, et cetera, but widening that aisle between so you can get more movement around them. Yeah. Make it feel like people want to spend money. Yeah. And then the the booths will come. Then have a community center. Have like again, Faraday. There are so many communities in Australia, in Sydney, that have meetups and and munches and you know, whether it's uh dikes on bikes, whether it's the biconic and that community. Sydney pups and handlers. Sydney pups and handlers. These are all people who are yeah. true, honest to goodness educators. Save some of your money. And donate it to these people. There's a fucking tax write-off. It's not math. Give them some space. Then. Yeah. yeah. Give them some space and and see it as a donation. I don't know. I just. Yeah. It, it, but again, it's all about this is strictly money. I mean, that's, that's it's it's all a, it's about. It's a money-making endeavor. It's not about building community or really about educating the public. And I mean, and we know that. We get that. But at the same time, it is disappointing when you think that, okay, maybe it could be a little different. You know, again, different people running it, whatever, but apparently it doesn't matter who's running it. It doesn't change. I will say one booth that I saw at this expo that I hadn't seen at previous expos that I actually really liked. Mm. The caricature artist. There was a caricature guy drawing people as sexy porn stars and things like that. That I liked. That's fucking clever. Yeah. That's... that's how you get the vanilla crowd in because then you, like he's got a twist, right? He's got yeah, the, he's yeah. a, he's an artist and like, like, I don't know. So that was quality. Yeah. Um, look, all I'm going to say before we say that final really important thing is if you want to go to Sexpo, go to Sexpo. Yeah. But if you want to get discount toys and goofy shit like that and like sexy lingerie and things like that, what you should do so go to adamandeve.com. If you go to adamandeve.com and use the checkout code by the by, that's B-Y-T-H-E-B-I, you will get one item at 50% off. Quality, quality toys. Not the cheap shit that you don't want to stick inside of you. Things that are made of really nice stuff. What else will you get? Free 
fucking shipping. Free shipping worldwide. That's the best, right? Because right now we all know it's stupidly expensive to ship stuff. You'll also get six videos on demand and once again, get some free things thrown in your box. Toy cleaner, lube, some extra funny vibrators just to, you know, have some fun. Good, good stuff. That's adamandeve.com and use checkout code by the box. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi. Now, Angela, what is the final verdict on Sexpo? Are we giving it one to five stars. How many are you going to do? Two. Ooh, let's do erect penises. How many erect penises are you going to give it? Two. Two. I give it one. You suck. You can do better. I hate you. Yes, but there were a couple of good things. Fine. One and a half. I do. <laughs> and you only get you only get that one and a half for like three boos. One of them being the curious human guy. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, look. Sexpo... Once again, I, I just expect better. You can do better. That's my yeah. problem. I just, yeah. I hold you like sexpo. You're something I've wanted to go to since I was like 12. And every time I get inside of you, I'm like, wah, wah. Yeah. I just. I'm almost to the point of like, it's not even worth doing I, it. I'm at that point too. I mean, if you're, if again, depending on where you're coming from, fine. But from where we're coming from, I'm just kind of like, not really worth it. It's a it. waste of time. I'd rather yeah. spend that money and buy something really cool. I'd just rather go out with drinks with friends. Yeah. I mean, fuck. We have our yeah. own best sex post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, stay tuned to hear about some of that. <laughs> yeah. You betcha. Yes, that's right. And if uh, you know, maybe you want to join us, go to www.buythebio.com.au check out our contact page see uh, you can talk to us you can submit questions or go to our events page and see where we're going you can also reach us at the atoms of love at gmail.com or any of our socials at by the by podcast that's instagram that's facebook and twitter if you want to join the conversation and get on our discord support us at any level on patreon.com that's www.patreon.com slash by the by podcast Angela, any final words? See you next week. See you next week. <laughs> you heard it here first. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.